You're at the Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub where we enjoy conversations with people who are engaged in the world of coaching. Hello, I'm Claire Pedrick and I am delighted to introduce you to a new series of episodes at the Coaching Inn where once a month um, I'll be talking to people who have inspired me or um, connected with the thinking that Lucia Baldelli and I have had about our book, The Human Behind the Coach. So we'll also be talking to Lucia in an episode. Um, and the whole purpose of the book is to think about the things that need to change in us on the inside for us to become better coaches that include things like courage, humility, distance, vulnerability, and more. And in fact, those are the things that we can usefully explore in supervision, if that's a useful definition for you. Then um, there are also, there's a, a second half to the book that's about what partnership, what humanity looks like in the room. And that includes a chapter on the sound of coaching, the dance and more. And so it's really exciting to be able to invite all kinds of interesting people to the coaching in over the next few months who are going to talk about some of these issues in advance of the book coming out in November. Uh, so this week, uh, I'm talking to Robert Stevenson, a coach that I've known for a long time. And I've had a note on my desk for months and months saying, talk to Robert about courage and firewalking. So here he is. Welcome to this week's Coaching In. I'm Claire Pedrick and today's guest is Robert Stevenson. Robert is back for a second go at the Coaching In. Um, so Robert, this is a catch up and I'm also really interested in what you're doing around courage and firewalking and mm. things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good to come back. It's, it's been a while, hasn't it? It has. Too long. Too long. Too long. And, yeah. And and we still are meant to be having a real drink in a real pub. I know we we need to make this happen. Two, how do, you know? Two coaches who can't organise meeting up in a pub. I don't know what's going on because one of them won't go to London. That's why. So <laughs> and one won't leave. <laughs> we'll find a way. Yes. So tell us a little bit about you and what you're doing now, just so we can arrive. Yeah. So a little bit about me and what I'm doing now so let me land on I guess right now so right now I am a freelance coach facilitator consultant who's in the process of working out what my business looks like and do I have a business or am I just an associate and and what does that mean for me and within that I am also stepping into a different kind of space than I was two years ago, which is holding that element of firewalking, glass walking, arrow breaking, and Akashic record reading, and a kind of, I guess, a more spiritual edge than sort of was expressed by me before. Although some people would argue that they've always seen that and witnessed that about me but it wasn't the thing that was put out about me and I'm I'm working as an associate for maybe three organizations 
some I'm doing sort of coach teaching, some I'm doing sort of leadership facilitation, um, others I'm doing sort of bits and pieces as and when it arrives with them. Um, I'm also doing some uh, supervision, which is really nice as well. So I've got a real broad spectrum of work that I'm doing with with others and leaning back into, right, so what's mine to do? Um, I spent, nice. I, I kind of started, when I, when I stopped working at Animus, I started this kind of, right, what am I going to do? And I and really had an energy about me of setting up my own things and doing my own stuff. And I was like, right, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to get this venue and do that thing and do that thing. And of course, these things take time. They take energy. They take consistency. A word that I'm not very good at. And, and I found that not having a team around me really challenging. Mm-hmm. And... I tried to recreate that world in different ways. And then one day woke up and went, hold on a second. That isn't the world that you're in right now. You have to accept the reality of where you are. Step back from trying to do everything. Galvanize what you're doing in terms of the associate work that you're doing. So make sure you're delivering on that. And then refocus on, so what is it that you want to do? And and look at how you can do that in collaboration because I work better with people. Mm. So I've got a, a couple of new things that are kind of in the cooking house, as I would say. And I'm just sort of waiting for the right person to arrive that goes, oh, I like the smell of that. Let's Let's cook that together. And then I'll start going, right, how do I make that happen? So those are kind of, that's kind of where I'm at, I guess. We're like, well, yeah, where, where I am right now. How interesting that so many of our listeners probably who are starting out on the world of coaching or even people who've been doing it for a long time, often you go through phases, don't you, where you're independent and then you look for some stuff and then you might get employment and then you might do this. And it's, I'm just, I'm really noticing that you were employed and then you've, and then you've, you've re-engaged in the, what am I here for? Mm. That's a very different phase of your coaching career. Mm. Mm. And I think if I'm honest, that was a question that I had while I was employed. There were moments where I was really clear about what purpose felt like for me and supporting and developing coaches. And then it became trainers of coaches and teams. I felt so in alignment. But there were moments where I would be like, there is a little something missing here. Uh There is a little... There was a little, uh, what's the word? There's a little knocking. There's just a little knocking on the gate of my hero's journey. That's just going, okay, you, you've, you've, you've traveled this far and you've stopped in this town and you've built 
uh, a home in this town, but actually you're passing through this town. And it took, I would say, like a little a mini earthquake in the town for me to go, oh, yeah, I'm not staying in this town. I move, I'm moving on. Um, there are new mentors and guides to meet on my journey. And the, the purpose is kind of reawoken in me. Um, and I'm now kind of going, so what, what is that? And I have a sense of what that is because of the kind of opportunities that have come my way recently. So I'm going, I feel there's something kind of building ahead of steam. And my job is to get my limiting beliefs, my ego, my chatter out of the way long enough to create momentum around it. Wow. And it also sounds like there are several towns. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's like I've become a little a visitor of towns to see um, what what's going on. And I, I guess that's the part of the learning piece. So I think sometimes as coaches, facilitators, trainers we get a little stuck in this is what i do and um often when i when people talk to me about oh, what niche should i have i um, i'm like well what niche should you have right now because it's eventually going to evolve yeah. and people get a bit stuck no 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 i'm a leadership coach i'm like well you are today um, who knows what you'll be in a, you know in a year's time or whatever and i th- i think uh, i was talking to uh, todd roach actually uh, recently and he said it's like you've got a cauldron and you're just going around getting all these different things and putting them in your cauldron and you're cooking up something and you don't quite know what it is yet. But every time you taste it, you get a sense of it's getting closer to what it's going to become. Yeah. And sometimes you'll go, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes I go, I've made this, this lovely soup, but now I need to give it to somebody else because I don't want this soup. Yeah. Yeah. How interesting. So uh, Todd Roach has been at the Coaching Inn, of course. (laughs) And he's a neighbour here. Yes. And so is Robbie... Swale. Yes, Robbie Swale. Yes. Indeed. They were both at the last coach's walk in the Malvern Hills. I think think Robbie told me this. I think Robbie and I had a conversation recently. and And he was saying that he'd been on a walk and he was like, isn't it lovely how these things connect? Because he was in London for a while. Yeah. He's moved out of London and then, you know, new dots connect. You kind of go, oh, yeah, I know that person too, which is just the way it is after a while, I think, in coaching. Yeah, there were there were all kinds of extraordinary people on that walk. And uh, what really surprised me was the breadth of experience that was there. So there were some brand new coaches and there were some people who've got the same kind of miles as I have which was just absolutely delightful anyway we didn't come here to talk about walking in the hills I want to talk to you about fire walking yes because I don't think that I made the real connection between why that was such a good idea until I was writing a chapter in the new book about courage Which was when I saw a post that you put on LinkedIn, and I thought, "Ah, oh, Robert's the person to talk to that <laughs> courage." 
encourage. So what's interesting is, um, I. So I went and did five days with Lottie Moore, learning to become a firewalk instructor. And if I'm honest, I don't. I didn't know what I was going to do. If I'm, you know, brutally honest, I'd, I'd met Lottie online. She'd been on the podcast. We'd talked about stuff, and at the end of it, she was like. At the end of it, we were like, oh, you should come and do uh, the firewalk training. You know, you, you got the whole fan, the flames thing, you got the whole fire thing, come and do a firewalk. And I was like, yeah, that sounds really interesting. And we couldn't make the dates work. And I was going to New Zealand. And just before I left, she rang me and said, I've just changed uh, an intake t- so that somebody from the States can make it because they're going to be in the UK at that time. These are the dates. Do you want to come? And I went, yeah. And I sent her some money. And I went away. And I came back. And people kept saying to me, so you, oh, you're doing a firewalk? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, what's it going to be? And I was like, I don't know. And I'm like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. Trained to be a firewalk instructor when you hadn't done a firewalk. Sorry. that was Right. So I was just like, I'm just going to rock up and see what happens. And, of course, you know, on your on the first of the five days, you, you see it, you have lunch, you talk a bit about the programme, Lottie builds a fire, and you walk the fire. It's like day one, walking fire. And there's a little bit, what's really interesting, there's a moment on that first day where there isn't time to find courage. There is simply... This is what needs, this is what's, this is what's to be done. Do it. And it was a small group, like there was Lottie and, and uh, the, the, the teacher and four students. So it wasn't like you could go to the back. <laughs> there was no back of the line. It was like, we're all here. Um, and I remember doing the, the first walk and uh, sharing some language that I won't share here. Um, and kind of going, oh my God, you just, you did that. And you didn't think about it. You didn't second guess yourself. It was like, here's the, here's a hotbed of coals that are glowing red in the Irish night sky. Do it. And it was done. And it, it was interesting because it took more courage to do more of the firewalks later on because you kind of went, oh, I've done it. Oh, now we're going to do it again. Oh, now we're going to do it again. So there's something about how we might find the courage or maybe the adrenaline or whatever it is to do it the first time because we're just going to get it done. But then to repeat it takes courage because you also know what it is you're doing. Um, And we, we would build our own uh, log pile and, you know, talk about why we were creating the shapes we were and what, what that meant and you know, where the wind would go and all of that kind of stuff. And you would do it again the next day. And and the next day you're like, oh, right, shit, we're going to do this again. Okay, okay. And there was something that, that Lottie talked about was this idea of getting your energy up, getting your energy in the right place. And that really appealed to me. There was something about 
you know, whether we want to call it energy or we want to call it state or we want to call it mindset, there's a place you need to be in that, that allows you to do the walk. And when you're in that, that place, it's like the walk becomes easy. Man. Um, and I remember one day me and uh, Kiki, who's one of the students, we, we both stood at the side and went, is it, is it hot? Is it actually hot? And we put our hands over it and you could feel the heat coming off of it. And we were like, this is bizarre, right? Because you're walking, you don't feel the heat. But when you stand here and put your hands over, you can really feel it. And so there's something about what what's the state that you need to get into to make this happen and then just do it. And I think the most courageous bit when it came to the fire was when um, we had our own private walks. So we built a fire together as a group. And then we would all, we all retreated into the hut. And one at a time you'd come out and you spend time and you would walk if you chose to do so. And there was something about, well, there's nobody here. This is just me and the fire. Uh, so there's no, nobody's getting my energy or getting my mindset, but me, I have to do this. I have to take, take this in my own hands and make it happen. And so that was also just amazing. And, and for me, it was very much about this, well, we can choose to do what we want, but we have to make the choice. It can't mm-hmm. be a half-hearted piece. It's like, make the choice, walk the fire. And this was about a year after moving on from Animus. And so it felt very cathartic for me. It felt like there was some goodbyes to ways of being and some kind of welcoming in ways of being. I got a new tattoo. (laughs) Um, And it was, yeah, there was some, some interesting kind of mental shifts that went on around it. And I think I'm coming back to that space again. I think, you know, you you go, you do these things, you come back and, and they're really present for you. And then life kind of goes, hey, what about me? And it starts happening at you. And it, it feels like I'd put it down for a while. Um, but now I'm picking it back up again and going, okay, so what's my, what's my fire to walk? Um, and, you know, we also did glass walking while we were there and we did arrow breaking as well. And it's like, so what are my things to do and how do I take the knowledge of the ability of doing those things and the experience of it and take that forward into the world? And and how do I use the courage from that to face the world? Wow. So what's different for you now? I've got a tattoo too for marking oh. a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's different for me now? So right now, um, I feel there, there is a calmness. So I feel it's really interesting. So the firewalk was amazing but the glass walking had the most profound impact on me. And I remember I did it, I did it 
once and it felt like you were dropping into the deepest meditation ever. And so right now I feel like I'm coming back to that space of being absolutely in the moment and aware of what's going on. And it's throwing up a few things for me to kind of recognize and look at and explore. And there's a question that's kind of knocking on the door at the moment about, you know, this morning I was thinking about a post. I didn't write it, but I've been thinking about, you know, have you fallen asleep at the wheel? You know, have you put the car in automatic and you're just following on as opposed to do you have your hands on the wheel? Are you taking direction of where you're going? And right now it feels like I'm kind of going, wait a minute, let me take direction of where I'm going. There are times I think we need to take our foot off the gas and let somebody else grab the wheel for a while. And there are times we go, okay, that, that's enough now. I need to take hold of it and, and go in my direction. And I think that that sense of in the nowness in this moment, like I had with the glass, feels very present to me. Um, and, and part of that, I think, is because I'm doing associate work. You're, you know, you may be doing three jobs in one day and you have to be very present to what those things are. And I think I'm really getting a sense of, OK, showing up as you doing this work, being really present bring something to the quality of what you do and as well as sharing that with others how do you share it for yourself as well because as you were talking it made me think you know that's a very vulnerable thing to do isn't it to walk across glass or fire Mm. Mm. and and it will have taken an enormous amount of courage and i and i'm sitting here thinking would i do that But also in the moment, you know, that's where we need to be in the coaching space, isn't it? We don't know what's going to happen and we Mm. can't control it. But what we can do is show up fully human and see what happens together. And one of the things that Lottie says is the decision to not walk is as important as the decision to walk. Ah. And, and, there was a day when one of the ladies that was was on the the course with us she was like i'm not i'm not there today i'm not going to walk and lottie was going that's exactly the right thing to do and she was there with us cheering and chanting and singing and it really brought home this idea that we're all there together to enable those who choose to to walk but we've all got to show up and there's something really interesting in in that in who you spend your time with and who your tribe is and who your community is you know are they showing up for you they may not be walking so they may not be coaching they may not be starting a business but are they there with you you know helping supporting you energetically emotionally physically whatever that might be so that you can do that thing and if i'm never willing to walk whatever that metaphor means, mm. can I really support other people mm. who are willing to walk? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and then to have that conversation, what is it in me that never wants to walk? Yeah. And yet wants to persuade, convince, enable, support fly the others. flag for others who are doing yeah. it. Yeah. 
and yeah. what and what's the walk for me because it will be yes. different for different people so it might not be fire but it is some it is it is something isn't it mm. so <clears throat> there's that thing <clears throat> from Brené Brown about vulnerability it's the first thing we look for in someone else the last thing we're willing to show in ourselves and we've quoted that in one of the chapters in the book but i think for me one of the interesting things is if i'm not willing to be brave whatever that means how can you be mm. brave and our courage isn't going to look the same and we're not going to be doing the same thing unless you take people on coaching retreats and firewalk with them but you know it's going to be different but mm. it needs to be present yeah you know it, it's really funny i was I was supervising somebody the other day and they were talking about the fine line between coaching and mentoring when they had spent most of their life telling people what to do and now they were coaching people and they said and and in this conversation we said there was something really interesting because they had been through the challenges that they had in order to get to where they were when they showed up there was something about the compassion they could have for those that were facing that challenge that enabled those that were facing the challenge to know that he'd been through it exactly exactly because I think that it's our backstory that makes us good at what we do almost more than our technical stuff, not because I'm going to tell you I've done that. Because we've been, if you've been refined by stuff, Mm. people can feel it. And you don't need to talk about it. So what I find is those that are busy telling me all the stuff that they've done, I'm like, okay, great. You've done loads of stuff. But people who don't talk about the stuff they've done, but go, I've got your back. Or I'm here and they're present. You go, oh, there's something steely in this that I can lean into that feels welcoming and safe. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and it's like, ah, that's that's part of the magic source that makes some coaches beyond great of what they do because there's something else that sits and and you know it can be it doesn't as you said it doesn't need to be fire or glass or arrows or whatever those things are but it's, it's what's your thing that you bring to the game at whatever age you are because that experience isn't isn't date bound it's it's the experience that you've had hmm. and i think then it's the experience that you've had and the craft that you've honed that allows that experience not to shape the coachee's journey with you. But it it's just there in the background as a support, as a, as a scaffolding, but not as a directioning. It's the capacity to be human hmm. because we've been formed in our humanity and I notice that often the most difficult journeys can make us better mm. coaches mm. Um, because you can feel it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You can sense it in people when I'm working, training new coaches. You, you, it's like a taste. It's like that. There's a taste that you get or I get where I go, yeah, they're going to be really good. Once, once they get the craft down, they're going to be amazing. And then there's another taste you get where you go, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's too much I don't know, echo or something going on for you you're not quite you haven't quite landed yet to really hold this whereas others that it feels like they've landed and they can walk that path it's an interesting word landed isn't it Mm. there's something about being connected to ourselves yeah yeah Mm. ages ago when you were talking about towns, I was thinking about that beautiful thing that's quoted. I think it's quoted in one of Brene Brown's books from a friend of hers, Jen Hatmaker. It's in Braving the Wilderness, where she talks about leaving the city where everything's comfortable and everybody's happy and you feel as though you should belong, but you don't feel like you belong and you need to leave it and you need to go somewhere else. And that, and that you walk out into the wilderness and you think there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And as you start walking into the wilderness, you find people around fires and yeah, as fire again, and 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 little crowds of whatever doing whatever, and you suddenly find yourself connected in a new and different way from the way that you thought you were connected to the majority when actually you weren't. Mm. And your story made me kind of think about that story. Mm. And and. One of the things that I found really interesting, so, so I'm holding that that thought and kind of reflecting on my journey of the last maybe two years now. I don't, I don't even know. But there's been a real kind of wandering around and meeting people and going, oh, you're here. Oh wow! Okay, what are you doing? Oh, you're doing this. Oh, that's beautiful. What do you mean, so and so is over there? Oh wow, they're they're over there. Oh, look at what you're doing. And it's been really interesting how many people are out there that when I stepped out of the concrete jungle and onto the 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 the, the dry earth that they kind of called me over and said, oh, we're doing this over here. Or, you know, we've got some water, we've got some food. Um, I went through a period of just, of, of, that felt like I was really blessed where people said, we know you're on a new journey. Um, and I do this strengths finder, uh, dynamic self finder, whatever that the, the things were can I give this to you because you said this in that session or when uh, this happened you you mentioned that book and it sent me down this road or that road and you kind of go wow we've had such an impact on people as we've been on our journeys and we don't and as they've been on their journeys that we don't even notice and in our moment of need those people turn around and go here here's a hand 
let me support you in that. And and I've I have found that um just astounding and and almost surreal or unreal in how that's shown up in my world as well. And that links back, doesn't it, to what you said about finding your tribe? Mm. I read a wonderful book called I Found My Tribe. Um, It's an autobiography about a woman whose husband was diagnosed with motor neurone disease and she lived somewhere in rural Ireland on the coast and she found her tribe in a bunch of women who swam in the sea every day. Mm. It's the most wonderful book because they they lived on the edge of of the edge. <laughs> and mm. and and daily they would do their thing to belong to one another. Yeah. Which was wild swimming. And belonging's been been popping up a lot as a phrase for me recently about, you know, where, where do we belong? And that notion of sometimes we need to let go of where we used to belong, where we once to belong the city and walk into the wilderness and find new tribes and maybe create our own tribe. That's why I live here. (laughs) Interestingly. There's that beautiful quote from Maya Angelou, the author, who said, I belong everywhere. Mm. I belong nowhere. I belong no place at all. Mm. The price is high. The reward is great. Yeah. Yeah. That was why we moved house. Ah. I'd sat with that for five or six years and couldn't really understand what it meant. And then one day I did. (laughs) (laughs) I love that when things you just go, that's what it is. That's I, what it's about. I said to my husband, we've got to move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and there, you know, I, I remember having a spring clean and going, you know, I was part of one world and now I'm not. And there are things around me that were part of that. And it's like the point is keeping them because you're not part of that anymore. So how do you, begin to let those things go and noticing around my office how new things have come in to my world and different pieces of art that that kind of adorn the space that have a new meaning for me and it's like the space has transformed around me and I guess you know that that's a reflection of my internal space transforming um so something really interesting about how we move worlds was that whether it's physically let's go live in the country or metaphorically let's shift our perspective our sensation and and arrive somewhere anew Mm. so what's been your biggest learning robert over the last two years so there's i guess there's there's a simple one which is you can't do it all yourself it's like you, you you can't do it all yourself, you know. Having not done a tax return for ten years, looking at forms, just going, "Yeah, somebody else take care of this, please." Or organizing trips that are, are complex, going, "Somebody used to do this for me. I don't, I don't understand. Who can help me to do this?" I think, I think you can't do it on your own. And and in that, there is the, how do you ask for help? How do you go? I need help. 
I need help. And sometimes you have to pay for that help because it's a service you need. And, and other times it's somebody going, oh, yeah, you just buy this and plug it in. Or here's a thing that you need. Here's, here's time, here's energy, here's my personal resource. So there is, the, I think, a big one is the asking for help because you can't do it all on your own. Um, and that, and then there's something about there's something about um, recognizing that it's a season, and that mm. it's a changing season, and that not getting too fixed on oh right so i've arrived now uh oh i've got a few gigs that's it sorted or it's like well actually this is a season and this season might last the next five years um you know if you think about the wilderness you know i i'm now in the space of going well how do we get water here and how do we get our building materials here and and, and we're creating a space that may we may go yeah this is where we're going to live in this this land or we might go, oh no this is why nobody's here because the wind comes and it blows everything down or the waters come or whatever it might be um so there's there's that and i think the other thing for me has been about learning who learning who you are now Oh, what a great thing to yeah. You know, learning who you are now, and you know, I I I was somebody, and, and whether we talk about this as my title, my position, my ego, my influence, whatever language we use about it, that you know, I held there, there was a Robert that existed, and that has shifted, and there are some days where I go, I haven't got a clue. I haven't quite got a clue who I am, what I'm supposed to be doing, how this is supposed to work. And there are other moments where I go, oh no, I can, I can begin to see who I'm becoming and what's unraveling and the work necessary in that. And I, you know, I, you know, I've had my, I've had my coaches i've had my time to think coach i've had my human design coach i've had my spiritual coach you know i've i've gone out and i've sought people to go okay let's sit and explore who am i becoming what's happening here what am i letting you know i you know daring greatly the 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 bit in the book that shook me at my foundations was the bit where she talks about We've been wearing the armor for so long, we don't even realize the weight of it that's holding us down. And as we begin to take it off, the lightness and the, the agility, I'm not sure if she says all of this, but that lightness and the agility and that realization of those, this is, this is who I am. I am not this armor that I have carried, whether that armor was there to protect me at some point or to be shiny or whatever it was. And I think, you know, that's that's my ongoing piece and that's my biggest learning piece is, well, so who am I now? And what does that mean for me? And, and what changes does that then bring about? Because it mm. changes relationships and friendships and workingships and 
all all of the ships change because you go oh i'm i'm not I'm not that. And sometimes you go, oh, wait a minute. Now I can't offer you this. You're no longer in my orbit. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, now I can't offer you this. You are in my orbit. So that was a really interesting thing when I, when people approached me and said, now that you're not attached to a something, I'd like to work with the, you, the fleshy bit inside, not the, the, the shiny outside. And that's like, oh, okay, right that's interesting and and going with that and kind of flowing with that and going right so what does this mean for me and how do I continually lean into so who am I becoming wow wow you're becoming the fleshy bit inside Mm. I was really struck when you talked about the wilderness because I walked across the wilderness in 2003 and that it was very formative Mm. especially the sandstorm because mm. uh, it's amazing what can change in a micro moment mm. Mm. and you know and you know it was awful and you had to put the thing over your head so you didn't lose your face skin but when the storm had passed and it was only a few minutes the desert had completely come into bloom mm. so it had been completely desolate and when we took our face coverings off and looked, there were all these plants everywhere that had grown up out of nothing in 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 seconds. It was mm. just amazing. So becoming Robert. Mm. <laughs> How do people get in touch with you if they want to find out more? If they want to find out more. So I'm I'm all over um Instagram, creative Robert. I now have a, a website, robertstevenson.me. Um, that, that, that's, that's new in, in the world. And, um, <laughs> I've been, I've been working with, with somebody to create it. And, and, and one day we had a conversation and went, we have to just launch and call it a working process because we can tinker until forever. So let's just do that. So it's a work in progress, but robertstevenson.me. Um, on LinkedIn, you can find me there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on Facebook as well. So I'm in, I'm in all the places, so you can come and, come and find me. Wow. So if you want to talk to Robert... Uh, creative Robert on Insta, robertstevenson.me on the internet or LinkedIn. I'll put them in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you, Robert. Hopefully next time you come on the coaching in, we will already have had our in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's, let's, let's do that. Let's make that happen. You could come to the country and go for a walk with Robbie well, Swale and Todd uh, and me and some other great people. Yeah. This, this this would be a good thing. I I would enjoy that. I would also I would really enjoy being amongst that group of people. Going, isn't this interesting that we know each other from these different worlds and these different lands? And what what happens when we walk together? Because there's something magical in walking, right? I mean, that's why you do the walks. Like, yeah. let's walk together and see what what transpires for us. Let's walk together and see what transpires for us. 
What a great note on which to end. Thank you, Robert, for coming thank to you. the Coaching Inn. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a good day. Thanks, Robert. Bye-bye, everyone. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, we'd love you to share the podcast with a friend or leave a comment on social media. And if you'd like to become a regular at the Coaching Inn, you can subscribe on Podbean and all major podcast channels. We look forward to welcoming you next time. You've been listening to The Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub. For more information, check out 3dcoaching.com.